Oh, I've got a joke for you. I've got a load of jokes for you, but there's a good one. I know that you've mentioned it. What? Uh, who dresses in red and gives to children this Christmas? Marcus Rashford. Yeah. <laughs> I've just got with some calendar jokes. I've got another one for a uh, cracker joke, I should say. I'll give you another one. What is Dominic Cummins' favourite Christmas song? Driving on for Christmas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> As if I got that. I'm quite proud of that. Oh, well, I'll give you one last one. Why, oh. why went Why went Santa lose any presents this year? I don't know. He's downloaded Sack and Trace. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Sack and Trace. How is the pandemic like my stomach after Christmas? Go on. It would take it take ages to flatten the curve. <laughs> why um why are Santa's reindeers allowed to travel on Christmas Eve? Go on. They have herd immunity. <laughs> Fuck's sake! I knew. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, Big Wavy Roy Johnson here. Hello, everyone. This is the interview queen, Alicia Two. This is the infamous Cameron Solis. This is the professional Nathan Cruz. This is Veggie. This is the Callahan Death Machine in the draw and the face of Impact Wrestling, Sammy Callahan. The one noise shot under Willie Mack. This is Shreddy Break, aka Mr. Clangin' and Bangin'. And you're listening to. You are listening to. You are listening to. Broken but glorious. Broken but glorious. Broken. Hello and welcome to Broken Up Glorious on BBGWrestling.com. I'm Chris Lappin. I'm delighted to be joined by St. Nick David. Saint Hello. Nick Good evening. Merry Christmas, one and all. <laughs> and Jingle Bells, Lance Rivera. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing this evening, lads? I'm doing great. Oh, I'm mildly enthusiastic. <laughs> Did you have a nice Christmas? <laughs> of course. It was brilliant. I've still got... I, I'm pretty put on God knows how much weight... I'm trying to gain weight anyway, so it works out well for me. Wrestle Island needs to look out because there's a new heavyweight about. Right. <laughs> that rhymed. It rhymed. <laughs> Welcome to our favourite fancy bookings of 2020. So, did you have any? I don't. Before we get into like the fancy bookings, did you have any like favourite podcast memories of the year? Um, was it this year? No, it was last year, wasn't it? When Mark called Sammy Callahan Sammy's name. <laughs> I think my favourite podcast, my favourite moment of this year of BBG is uh, getting Lance on full time. Yeah. Oh, my favourite was when me and Nick and won the Christmas crossed. quiz. <laughs> That's my um, favourite memory of this year. No, uh, but no, it's been another great year, hasn't it? It's been just a fan. Really enjoyed doing this. I know it's been a very difficult year, regardless of a wrestling perspective, as we countlessly said every every week on the show but it's been fantastic mm-hmm. every every uh, week to come and do the record and get away from it all um obviously Aww. there's been there's been some fantastic episodes we've talked about some episodes some pay-per-views and stuff it's been a bit dull but every time we've gone it's always a laugh and really just enjoy doing it and um yeah we'll continue going into 2021 yeah, so it's particularly in the beginning of lockdown i think doing this and the interviews kept me saying a bit Hundred percent, no. And it, um, it's been fantastic. The results. We've had some fantastic um, comments from listeners, which we really all greatly appreciate. Um, and um, every time I listen to comments, an angel gets its wings. I think I was working out as well the fact that I've had so many holidays cancelled this year, 
and the fact I think I don't think I've missed any podcasts this year because of uh, or many I don't think I've missed as many podcasts as I probably would have done had all my holidays not been cancelled so well that's for the best then really yeah exactly yeah there's always a positive in everything isn't there so yeah but no um but no yeah really enjoyed doing some of the fancy bookings um i think my favorite um i think my in terms of favorite shows and everything i really enjoyed pre-reviewing i think off the top of my head really enjoyed reviewing the um the royal rumble um loved doing the fancy booking cards of sort of when you have to get the bingo cards out for when we did it for Royal Ra- uh, for WrestleMania and for SummerSlam. Oh, the, the perfect, the, oh, they're always the perfect perfect cards. The really, perfect cards. Yeah. <laughs> really, so really. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Already looking forward to when we do um, the, the best one, the WWE one of 2020. So, um, yes, our first show back after the year. So. What a way to welcome us back. Um, <laughs> no, so I think, um, yeah, no, it's been, um, they, they, they've been the ones I've enjoyed, but yeah, for the top of my head, um, loved reviewing the Royal Rumble, um, loved, um, review it all, loved discussing, I suppose, the fallout from WrestleMania, give just simply down for the Bray Wyatt and the Bray Wyatt Cena match and the, um, Undertaker Styles match. And, um, yeah, I've enjoyed as well the, um, the recent AEW show and the recent AEW discussions sort of thing about, uh, whether, what the, the excitement going into 2021 with AEW. Oh, have I? Of course I have. I've got loads. I've, I've absolutely loved my entire time on here this year. Considering this is my first year on, the entire year has been great. I've loved it. It's well, after they went like a rerun of, like your first show this year was the, what's it the, oh far too early yeah that's it yeah. that could be fun, like straight after the Royal Rumble like we did last year probably. oh yeah I don't know how many we got right, right. I don't well, we can we look back at it can't we and be like we got yeah. all these right we uh, must have got one surely Drew versus Brock we could have cocked that up <laughs> oh no I don't think I any of us saw Goldberg turning up and beating the Fiend did we I'm 100% sure I called Kevin versus Kev Owens versus Seth Rollins in a Hardcore match. I'm pretty sure I called that. So I'll have to go back a little. I can't remember anything that we predicted. <laughs> I honestly can't remember a thing. I don't know what we predicted for that show. I I was talking to Jack Sinclair not long ago and thought that I started on the podcast last year. Nah, um, yeah. yeah. nearly a year. Time's just gone weird this year. We haven't. Yeah, exactly. It's felt like forever. Like that first podcast that we did together this year feels like it was sometime in the middle of last year. Yeah. Wow. You did, you, did, you did that show of us right after the far too early WrestleMania predictions right after the Royal Rumble, and then you did the Backlash review, Battlegrounds review. Backlash, yeah. Um, I think he was on before that. Was it? I then, think it was shortly after WrestleMania, he started joining. Yeah, yeah I'm sure. I'm sure you did a a, rev, a pay-per-view review of us between Rumble and WrestleMania as well. I can't remember the name of it <laughs> I want to say it was Elimination Chamber but it wasn't I think I was thinking maybe the Saudi show maybe did we, did we even review that I don't know probably not because they're usually awkward times aren't they like on a Thursday night or something so <laughs> I, think, yeah, I think we've had a great year I think the best part was when me and people. Nick me and Nick won the, uh, the Christmas quiz <laughs> when we we absolutely demolished Mad Dog Angus <laughs> absolutely demolished him ruined him <laughs> wiped the floor with him I remember when we made Mad Dog Angus cry live on the podcast that yeah. was when I announced my face turn 
And then Nick decided he wanted to see It was, to see it was Elimination Chamber 2020, you did, was. Ah, <laughs> I was right. Otis show. <laughs> oh, I think I was in that. That was a thing. I still think I was the only person cheering on Dolph Ziggler this WrestleMania. Oh, he's against Otis. No, Sonya was. Sonya Deville was cheering him on as well. Me and Sonya Deville have, have the correct taste. That's what I'm, I'm going with. <laughs> I I was sure Mandy Rose was going to turn on him. Mm. I was positive. Absolutely positive that she was going to turn like uh, Trish Stratus. Oh, the smooches her reluctant kissing in the <laughs> And now they split up and there's and they're not even like interacting with each other anymore on TV. No. <laughs> Came right, to so, nothing. Nick, Came. why did you pick your fancy booking? Well, I think one thing we can all agree on, with despite this year being so up and down, that it's been there's been a, there's been obviously unique matches that we've seen. So yes. uh, I think when they announced, they didn't give too many clues, WWE, of when they announced um, what the Money in the Bank match would be like. Yes. So um, <laughs> they just sort of simply said it would be the case of. Um, it'll be in the in the um, headquarters, and once you get to the top, you win. Um, so uh, it led to all sorts of fantastic booking from all of us, and um, it was just really interesting um, booking it. And uh, yeah, luckily, obviously, I think the show. Personally, I, I know the show got mixed reviews, but I enjoyed it. The only criticism was it wasn't long enough for my opinion, so I was just really enjoying it. So. I think that's um, probably the match I went back and watched the most this year, apart from the Rumbles, because Isaac's obsessed with Rumbles. So that's probably the second match. Uh, it it was one of the best Rumbles that of all time, to be fair. But yeah, <laughs> that was my favourite fantasy book in this year. All right, so Money in the Bank was originally scheduled to take place at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore, Maryland. However, the venue has cancelled the event now due to the pandemic. Um, so WWE announced the show's ladder matches will take place at Titan Towers in Stamford, Connecticut, in a new corporate ladder gimmick accumulating in a f- facility on the roof. So we've decided we're going to book a cinematic men's Money in the Bank. So, Nick, um, how do you see this match going? Yeah, um, as I said, I'm not going to go into sort of superstars who will be in it, but you'll hear sort of some random names as I go on. But, um, yeah, we <laughs> yeah, will start in the conference room, but I'm thinking just the whole theme of the whole match will be carnage, but I'd like to see a lot of, um, similar to the way I sort of picture it in my head, is WrestleMania 17 with the triple threat match between Big Show, uh, Kane and Raven. Where they're sort oh, of I love that through. match. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, one of my favourite hardcore matches of all time. Uh, just... Really nearly knocked the power out of the whole building. <laughs> yeah, <just> that, <laughs> the, the going through walls. I know the walls obviously were very thin. Like I think you could sort of put your little finger through one of them and you'd probably... Well, you'll probably have luck of making a dent or something in the walls, but um, no, I like that <laughs> and stuff like that. People just getting thrown through walls, through TVs, and smashing every like all sorts. Um, then as they sort of keep working their way up the ladders, um, I'd like to see then sort of just a bit like the WWF Attitude um, TV commercial from back in the nine, late 90s. Um, yes. Like, just people walking and sort of you see sort of workers who are still working getting launched everywhere, paper flying everywhere, people falling, like there's fires in <laughs> in like sort of rooms. <laughs> um, so I, I hope all the employees are all okay, though. No one gets too hurt. <laughs> That's um, just... Absolute destruction getting caused everywhere. Um, yeah. I'd have random just li- like legends or just random superstars appear. I don't know we're not necessarily in the match, but just names, random names have just come out of nowhere, like Godfather, 
just random people just like coming out of lifts and stuff and Ron Simmons <laughs> you could hear shouting damn so all sorts of them and then when you do get to the top then it's, it becomes a bit more serious we actually get back to what the match is for and there's actually a chance to win the WWE Championship down the line but I'm hoping right at the end there is a major major spot like not saying someone flies all the way off the building onto the floor but just a um, yeah a big a big spot to, uh, to, to whoever wins the match um as I said, I'm not sure who's in it or not sure who will be added to the match. But, yeah, a big spot to end it. And then they're sort of just holding the briefcase overlooking on top of the building, overlooking Hartford, Connecticut. Or Stamford, Connecticut, even. Sorry. Um, getting all my, getting my Connecticut. Yeah, exactly. It's still Connecticut. Um, yeah. Overlooking uh, Stamford, Connecticut. Oh, cool. <laughs> Sounds right. fun. The theme there is, yeah, just... The good thing about these sort of matches is, like um, I said on the show previously, with like when we had the WrestleMania review, is the good thing is we don't know what to expect. My knowledge has already been recorded, and no one ever, no one predicted what was going to happen at the um, Boneyard and the Firefly Funhouse matches at WrestleMania. No one predicted them, and I think everyone was obviously all pleasantly surprised at what was thrown up. So the good thing is, whilst we can predict, I'm sure there'll be stuff that. You know, in our wildest dreams, it happens, which is the best thing about these sort of weird times, mm. I guess, is the way to put it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, my idea, I'd have 15 wrestlers start in the conference room, and I'd have it so only three wrestlers can access the roof. So, you'd have to get eliminated by pin submission knockout. So, basically, once 12 wrestlers have been eliminated, the door to the roof unlocks and then they can make their way up. Um, I'd have R-Truth immediately scurry off and find his way to the ventilation system and throughout the match we'll just check in back with him for comedy purposes. And just him scurrying around the ventilation system. Um, so basically <laughs> um, the cameras will follow the journeys of Daniel Bryan and Alistair Black as they're making their way through Titan Towers so they're the protagonists of the story one from each brand and so I thought we, we could have like the biggest foes of Brian and Black as they go onto each level so it's like similar to the, the Firefight fire Funhouse match so you just goes like goes through the career-ish they, they have to beat like their biggest foe Oh yeah, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> but throughout the match, you'll have like off-screen people be getting eliminated. So you'll just have Seth, uh, Seth, Steph's voice, Stephanie McMahon's voice saying a wrestler has been eliminated. So, example, like Apollo Crews has been eliminated by Randy Orton. Rey Mysterio has been eliminated by Andrade. You'll just <laughs> just hear that people are being eliminated, but you don't say it, it's just all off-screen, like it would be in a film. So, so you, you are just literally just following Black and Brian on their journeys. So for like for Brian, I'd have the Miz on the first floor in the gym and then AJ Styles in the warehouse and it'll culminate with Randy Orton in man's office, maybe with the help of Triple H. So it kind of reenacts the B plus player storyline as like a double final boss type thing. And then for Black, you could have Velveteen Dream first because that was arguably his like breakthrough feud, that's probably his greatest feud of all time. And then Andrade, yeah, with Austin Fairy and Garza, so they've been going around as a group. So it'd be quite cool. Then he just so he has to beat get beat three guys at once. 
to get through to the, the final boss who I'd have as Murphy. Before he's about to beat Murphy, I'd have the AOP Pearl Harbor in. And then eventually Black would outsmart them and by locking them in a cupboard or something. And then knock out Murphy. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. In the janitor's room. I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's just, it's <laughs> and then <laughs> Steph will say, only three fighters remain. Make your way to the roof and they're bloody and battered. <laughs> Brian and Black will make their way to the roof. Uh, with, and they'll have a great match. And Black will win the briefcase eventually. And the show would end with R Truth just still trapped in the vents, being comedy <laughs> as it goes off. Yeah. <laughs> it just reminds me of the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> Absolute vibes are just the Warriors. I like to think that Andrade theory would just be going around going, Alistair, come out to play. <laughs> Looking for him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'd like. I'd like it just to be a completely nothing like the money the bank has ever been before. Just, you're following the two good guys, so you kind of they're, they, yeah. they're playing like you. So, so. Uh, so like what it. do you want to do? What do you want to do, lads? What, what I want to do is I just want a full recreation of the old WWF advert from back in the day. And if someone does not get thrown off of the roof, I'm going to be highly disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what wow. everyone going, oh, I hope no one gets thrown off the roof. If someone doesn't get thrown off the roof and Vince McMahon turns to the camera and announces the winner, I will be gutted. <laughs> Even if, um, yeah, cranky, wow. It's like an old wrestling game. Yeah, it'd be great. They did it in the advert. They can do it, they can do it again. Titan Towers was built for this. This is I feel like this is the only reason Vince McMahon had Titan Towers was just so he could throw wrestlers off it. <laughs> Do you have an idea of who'd be in the match or just To be honest, I didn't really think that far ahead, but I really wanted Buddy Murphy to be in the match and then I saw him lose to Rey Mysterio on Raw and I was a little bit gutted because I really wanted Buddy Murphy to win. Yeah. The other person that I really want to win would be Dolph Ziggler, but I want Dolph Ziggler to win everything because he's been my favourite since about 2012 when he won the heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. When he cashed in. That's and great. Since oh, I've yeah. been like, that was class. Let's go. Let's Dolph. And uh, yeah, so if, if I want anyone to win, it's, I want him to win it. And it, just him being wrestling Otis on the roof and he throws <laughs> Otis off the roof. That's the finish <laughs> to my money in the bank ladder match. Oh, Mandy Rose sense. crying as Otis gets thrown <laughs> off the roof and Vince McMahon laughing. Yeah, and then you can have the amazing part because Dolph doesn't even need to keep hold of the, the, uh, the Money in the Bank briefcase. You could even have Otis come back and beat him. And you can have a whole like Joey Ryan come coming back from the dead kind of thing. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. Like that when he came back and beat up Adam Page. <laughs> That when he had the Victor Rhodes. Yes. Yeah. Jesus. Universal title off the feed. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm picturing is just the rest of the classic wrestling games. Like it's how much how how best they used to be, where you literally would throw people off the head in a cell and they would like bounce about four times on the floor. Yeah. I tell you, if this version of the Money in the Bank isn't in the next WWE game, I'm going to be absolutely fuming. <laughs> Hi, this is Tom Thelwell, and you're watching the Broken But Glorious podcast. So as, as well as our, our three favourite fancy bookings, 
I've also included a never before hit quiz, which we recorded in November. So I hope you enjoy. All right, so it's time for the first round of a question sports entertainment. I'm Chris. I'm Chris Master this week. I think you're Sam Chris Masters. <laughs> <Chris> Masters. <laughs> I'm Chris Masters uh, this week. And I'll be Carlito this week. Uh, <laughs> Lance, your champion. Who do you want to go first? Mark or Nick? Uh, I'll, I'll get let a Mark go first because I was reading actually the other day there's a statistical uh, thing that if a, in a penalty shootout, if you go first, even if you miss you, your first penalty, statistically you're more likely to win. So, well, I'm giving Mark an advantage. All right, Mark. <coughs> right, Mark, Nick, I want you to name the top 10 highest ranked AEW wrestlers on the PWI 500 2020. Oh. So I have to go first to her? Yeah. Right. Uh, MGF. MJF, yes, he came number 22. Um, Kenneth Omega. Nick? Yeah, Kenny Omega, Kenneth Omega. Oh, we have lost Nick. Oh, you not? <laughs> I can hear him. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hi, Nick. Hi, you. Yeah. He said you Kenny Omega. Yeah. Mark, you did you hear me? I can hear you, yeah, Lance. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. Just Chris can't hear me. Chris seems to have disappeared. Hello, Nick. Hello, yeah, can you hear Hello? me, Chris? I'm back. Hello. Oh, yeah. Yes. I said okay. I said Kenny, Kenneth right. Omega. Said a hip hop, a hippie. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Is it correct? I can tell you it's correct. Yes. <laughs> he came number thirty. Thirteen. Mark. So um, I, I can only really go on wrestlers who were on the event the other night. <laughs> Based on that's all I know of AEW. Um, John Moxley. Yes, he was number one. He was number one, right? Wow. Number one. <laughs> um, Hangman Adam Page. Yes, number 33. Um, said MGF. Probably mm-hmm. makes sense to go with Chris Jericho. Yes, he came number three. Le Champion. Um, <laughs> I'll go for Hikaru Shida. It's a men's. Oh, sorry. Can I do that again? I, yeah, no, I, yeah, thought you said, I, I did think yeah. you said overall competitor. Sorry. No. Um, no. <laughs> um, thank you, Mark. You're very noble and humble. As are you, Chris. Um, <laughs> ooh, okay. Uh, okay. This is interesting now. I don't want to cock up. Um, we'll have to take okay as your answer in a minute. <laughs> I'll go for um, Cody Rhodes. Yes, he came number seven. So you've got, you've got the top six. Now, Mark's fourth guy. I believe in you, Mark. Yes. Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. Three all. Um, so yeah, I don't know whether to go for... Somebody I want to go for, but the... but Well, I'm not going to say it out loud because obviously I'm giving it away. Um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go for somebody who... It's a it's a bit of a punt this one, but who I believe has got a contract with them, but I'm not 100 percent sure because they weren't on the event last night. Um, I'm gonna go with Pack. Yes, he came in 38, 39. He's seventh on the list. Just because he's immense, he's always going to be in a list somewhere. But I wasn't sure if he was with AEW. <laughs> yeah, he's made, he did he make his return last week, or was he making his return this week? I can't remember. I think he's making a return this week. All right, or okay. last week. 
Excellent. Surprised you didn't say him sooner, fellow fellow Geordiness. He's a good lad. Good lad. Nick. Um, I will go for um Darby Allen. Yes, he's number ten on the list. Um, okay. I don't now. I don't know about this one either. But I'm gonna just take a punt and say Penta Junior. No. No. What? He, he came number. He came. He would have been 14th on the AW. He came 74. Okay. So for the win, Nick. Um. Who? Ah. Uh, I'm really stuck. Got a few who I want to say. <laughs> I've got, he, I've got a feeling he's below. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to be saying the wrong one. So I think he's actually below um, a Pentacon. Um, I'm going to go for uh, Nick Jackson. Ooh. Nick Jackson's, yeah, 75. Yeah. <laughs> so, nope. Boo! Um, Mark, Mark, he's our man. If he can't do it, no one can. Yay, <laughs> Mark! Um, I'm gonna have to go for Orange Cassidy. No, he came eighty-four. <laughs> Considering your name's Mark, you're not a very good Mark, are you? No, I'm not. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm the worst Mark you can imagine. I didn't watch it in eight months. I'm the worst Mark. Uh, 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 um, I'm gonna go to ris- risky one. Ooh. I'm gonna go for <laughs> Lance Archer. Like Lance Rivera. He will. <laughs> he was 11th on the list, so just outside top 10. Wow. He was 59. Ryan Cage. Yes! No! Oh! <laughs> That's unbelievable! Oh. But no, but it's sure it's my go to try and draw it. Because yeah. you went before me, yeah. 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 I've um, got to do if you get it right. Uh, but I think I'm going <laughs> to get it wrong. Um, Sammy Kavara. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. He didn't get that. No, he came. He came. He was number thirteen on the list. So. Oh fuck! <laughs> 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 oh Jesus! Oh, the other no, one you could have had was Ray oh Phoenix. Oh my god! Oh no way! Oh, I was. I just. I presumed he was off the card after Pentagon yeah. was said. Like Do you remember what I said about the, the stats about penalty shootout? You can even get your first one wrong and it doesn't matter, you'll still win if you go first. Yeah. <laughs> Statistics, people. <laughs> well, Matt Hardy was going to be my next guess. Okay, obviously, he wasn't, but where, where was he going to be? Where was he going to play us overall? I've, 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 I've only got the top 100 here. And he's <laughs> not in the top 100 then. Wow, Brian K. All right, congratulations, Mark. Is he? Uh, is he the? He's the. He's the. He's the. What? What the fuck, champ? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I thought that was what Taz said. I thought. Well, no, sorry. I thought that's what commentary said when he came out last night. I thought they meant they referenced that. And yeah. uh, I've never seen him wrestle yet in AEW, obviously. But I've, I, I remember him um, mainly from Lucha Underground and, and being really impressed by him. So I'd, I'd just yeah. assume that he would be doing all right. The lovely bloke I interviewed him like two years ago. So. <laughs> Cheap plug. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Congratulations, yeah. Mark. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey. You up here, Mark versus Lance, later in the show. So for so beat Nick in it, he is suspiciously good, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, I'll, I swear to you, completely legit. <laughs> no, but I believe you. This is a tap in now, I've won. 
Should champion. <laughs> I can't even legitimately win without it seeming really suspicious. <laughs> it is suspicious. Did you look yeah, up? It's legit. I am legit. It's alright, mate. You can give me that ten or later for sending you the answers. Legit, <laughs> legitimate. I mean, what? From Mark to legitimate. <laughs> legitimate love child. Uh-huh. This is Randa Zulu, and you are listening to Broken but Glorious. I picked our WWE Raw Underground Network show booking. That was my favourite one of the year. So I think I had a really, really boring day in the year, and I booked out the whole 10, se- 10 episode series. <laughs> and one of you said, oh, I may as well just. I'll, I'll keep it pretty much the same. I think it was you, know. <laughs> I just changed these little bits. Did out. I have Dolph Ziggler winning that as well? I can't remember. I think I had someone like Dolph Ziggler winning that as well. <laughs> oh no, I think I had, it was, uh, yeah. it Buddy Murphy I had win that. Oh god, I can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think I had Buddy Murphy winning it. Yeah. Oh no, that was winning the Rumble, wasn't it? <laughs> Underground debuted last week to a mixed reaction, should we say. <laughs> so, um, have you guys enjoyed the idea so far? Oh. I have. I've really enjoyed it. It reminds me of um, Bloodsport. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fun idea, but I think it just needs a focus, maybe confirm what the rules are and give them a reason to be fighting. Um, it's also massively 20 times better. <laughs> so, maybe make it into a tournament. Just give them a reason to be fighting. So, <laughs> so yeah. I'm not going to complain. I like watching them all just go at it. I think it's fun. Yeah. But it would be nice to have something at the end of it. We do like to do a bit of fancy booking on the show, so if we were to book like a WWE Underground series for the network, how would you like to see it going? I think what I'd do is I'd just I'd break it down into more of a, a bracket style, like more of the people who've appeared now to be like, right, we're going to whack you all in a tournament because you've all won your first match on air or your first scrap or whatever you want to call it, and start breaking it down into a tournament. Mm-hmm. And then you can have people like Dolph Ziggler in there because they've won. And then you can have um, MVP, Shelton Benjamin. And, um, oh my God, his, mine's got, his name's gone out of my head just as I was going through it. Bobby Lashley, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can you can have them even play the role of swapping around as well. Yeah. So you don't know which one of them is going to be in the in the match. And then kind of just build up from there. And then you can even... What would be good, I think, would be bringing Ken, Ken Shamrock into the fold as well. Because it yes. really does remind me of the Lions Den match. Yeah, there's nothing to stop. Everyone's been comparing it to... Everyone's been comparing it to the... Uh... Sorry, mate. Carry on, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Dan Seven would be a shout as well. Dan Seven, Imagine them Dan... going at it together. Exactly. Dan <laughs> Seven's got one of the best UFC records of all time still. If like, they had them... Absolutely... Absolutely destroys Ken Shamrock's UFC record. <laughs> he does. If you look at the stats between the two, like wins and losses, seven is absolutely heads and ta- shoulders above him. He's a scary man. He's amazing. I'd like. I'd like if they used that ring they used for Riddle Thatcher a couple of weeks ago, rather than just a ring with no ropes. Makes a bit I, more looking, a bit more unique. I kind of like it though. Would you keep it the same in terms of how it looks aesthetically with the dark, dingy basement you look with pole dancers and stuff? Yeah, I like it. I wouldn't change it. Gives me that Fight Club vibe. I <coughs> personally would scrap it all. <laughs> and the reason for it being is that I just can't take it seriously being a WWE product. 
And yeah. I think that's always going to be the issue that I've got. I'm going to be like, it's just, pretty, I'm not going to be able to take it as something like, it's not like an indie, it's not like an independent wrestling promotion, like outlaw promotion, if you like, who are putting on this really interesting, fun thing. Like, for example, it's the kind of bar the ring and what they do in the ring. The setting is similar to that of like North wrestling, for example, in that warehouse. It's not a warehouse, but you know what I mean? That kind of atmosphere yeah. of it's like a dingy, but fun bar with loads of like metal and wood and shit. You know what I mean? Um, I just can't take it. Like seriously, like a WWE product. It feels I'm, I'm always going to struggle with that. And that's just because I'm a twatty fan. But I think what I would do, if they're going to have this concept of this competition-y kind of thing that they're trying to get over, I would prefer them to have, to start from scratch and not go down this route and give Stone Cold Steve Austin a call and then go down the whole Broken Skull sessions, um, the Broken Skull oh, yeah. Ranch uh, competition thing, where you're having real wrestlers trying to take on his obstacle course of doom. Um, because that, is uh, have you just watched any of that stuff where it is a, he's got the assault course in his ranch? I've watched one. I've watched one. My one god, it's it's really sense. entertaining. It's really it's like it's like the endurance Takeshi's castle, not Takeshi's castle. You, the, that endurance um, sure thing where they have Ninja to guidance. Y- yes, Ninja, Ninja, Ninja game. Ninja warrior. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, but on Steve Austin's ranch where they do like really endurance kind of things where they have to take object A to area B and then carry and do all this stuff. There's a tug of war. There's all this kind of stuff going on, proper endurance. Uh, and then it's usually one against one in every, in every tournament. And then one of them gets eliminated if he doesn't win and, or she doesn't win and she's kicked out of the tournament. That kind of premise where you use real wrestlers, they're not going to get seriously hurt. Like in a sort of fighting shoot fighting competition, like, with, you know, like back, like the brawl for all it's a proper endurance. Who is the fittest and toughest out of you, out of you people. Um, where they can use a mix of up and comers and and you know undercard mid card stars, and really make a proper competition atmosphere where people aren't going to get hurt, but is real competition there rather than this. Let's pretend it's a real competition, but it's not. But and everyone knows it's not. But we'll pretend it is. And I just it doesn't work for me at all. Like you know, it just doesn't work for me at all. Um, I'd. I'd much rather than go down and let's have a proper competition that doesn't involve violence, but it's just an interest. It's a different way to get across that whole element of competition, if you like, and something that they haven't really tapped into before, apart from gimmicks when they do like the gimmick, um, like in the, in the nineties, they did the gimmick tug of war and things like that, where they proper, you know, both teams wanted to win, you know, um, it's pride on the line, but maybe you could do something like there's a monetary win or a or a belt. There's a belt specifically made for the tournament, um, and then you might have coaches like in the um, the Ultimate Fighter. If any of you have seen the Ultimate Fighter for UFC, where they have like the, there's, there's two teams, um, and they've got legitimate coaches. So you could have the likes of um, Ken Shamrock as the coach in one team and Kurt Angle as the coach in the other team, or something like that. Um, but yeah, I think that, that's how I'd personally take it. I know it's, 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 very, it's very different from what they're doing. I appreciate that, but I think it's just that concept of competition and something a bit different. And yeah, that's how I'd have liked to have them have gone. If they were going to do something brand new and fresh, that's the kind of avenue I'd have preferred them to go. Yeah, Nick. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I really enjoyed the first episode of um, a bit on Raw, um, but it was quite obviously something new. So I'm different. I, I, I liked all of the concept right up until 
the ending where um, MVP. I think I would have liked it more if they they met, they did it all in one block rather than breaking up throughout the show. If they just. Oh, made so the I didn't mind. Hour. I didn't mind it. Oh yeah, I didn't mind it like that. Breaking it up. I think I'd have lost interest. If they did it all in one block, but that's just my personal point of view. I thought I'd I'd, I'd keep it doing it for um, going forward, but. I mean, they buggered it up straight away by having Lash and everyone come and destroy everyone because it kind of buried the whole thing before it's even begun. And I love how they were angry yeah. with they were angry with the underground that Shane was running it, and then Shane Shane didn't take any Shane wasn't annoyed with them coming and just slagging <laughs> off his whole promotion he's just created, which seemed very mm-hmm. odd. But anyway, yeah, going forward, I'll, I'll keep it how it did. I, I quite like the fact that there was just sort of random wrestlers taking on sort of unknown wrestlers, and I wouldn't always have necessarily the um, and it could be a simple way to almost create like a feud because you could have sort of guy, you could almost have the underground guys beat sort of the established guys like Dolph Ziggler. Then you could go and get them into an actual proper wrestling ring match, and Dolph will just beat them in like five seconds. So it's um, it could be almost like it's different styles for people sort of matches, I guess, if that makes sense. But um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily have like, yeah, like it in like a, a tournament or anything. Like that. I wouldn't have a champ. Uh, I'd maybe introduce like a championship belt. But then you don't want it to run the risk of sort of, it almost goes a bit pear-shaped, a bit like the 24-7 championship, but that started off pretty fun, pretty funny. Then that just went to pop almost instantly. Um, so yeah. I, think they need to, I think they need to tread carefully with it, uh, of how they do get on with it. So I certainly wouldn't have them rushing into almost anything. Um, so, but um, but 100%, I, th- I, I see, I, I would keep the show concept how it was going and, and I like the way it starts at a different time as well so I thought that was quite cool as well it, didn't, it doesn't just sort of, it starts at like 10pm so it, also it, it kind of helps the viewership I guess but oh I might tune in now to that underground thing starting so um, mm. but yeah that's how I I wouldn't make too many changes of it but most importantly I'd, I'd proceed with caution with WWE that they don't um, that they don't lose interest of it and more importantly they, they keep it fresh uh, sort of week in week out Okay, I've gone down a different. I'll I'll move the whole thing to the network. I'll make the whole thing completely cinematic. I'll get get rid of Shane straight away. Um, uh, <clears throat> I would have an Emperor of the Underground played by a crazed David Arquette, who has declared himself the WWE Underground Champion, and for his own amusements, he's set up a secret tournament where he's invited the best fighters in the wrestling world to Is this compete. just Mortal Kombat and David Arquette <laughs> being the part of Shao Kahn? That's like... what I was thinking. <laughs> Poor Shane. I've it's, 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 been there. It's very, very influenced by yeah, 80s and brilliant. 90s. Terrible sorry, I mean, action you, you carry on with your joy. It sounds brilliant. I want to sit back and relax and listen to this. Right, so, so as well as being the champion, Arquette would act as the matchmaker and he can also, on his own whim, change the rules of matches if he's not enjoying it as he's saying it. And he decides when the match is over. Um, in order to face Arquette as the champion, you need to win seven straight matches by either knockout or KO. Or uh, submission, sorry. So, And I'd have it revolve around four main protagonists. So I'd have As the Black, who's here to prove that he is the best. I'd have War Machine... Here to prove that they're not comedy fodder, they are the badasses they were before they joined the WWE. And I'd also have DDP, who's only in the tournament to get revenge on Arquette for turning his back on him in the WCW. <laughs> 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 so, 
so I'd have it so there'll be an overriding story, but each episode will kind of focus on the journey of one the heroes, since like Lost or Walking Dead, but there's an overarching story for the whole series, but you kind of focus one episode on certain characters. Um, the main villain of the tournaments, I'd have Babatonde, I, don't, I can't remember what they now call him. They've changed his name recently. <laughs> but to get him over and get him over as like a force of hate, at the end of the first episode, I'll have a pubble to a bloody mess. Everyone's favourite, childhood favourite, tough guy, Axel Jim Duggan. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, he's an awesome. You're going to bring out uh, the sword back just to get battered? Yes, and carried off. Yeah, you don't see Poor him. Poor fella. You know he's injured. You just, yeah, just get pummeled. Because it's, 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 the matches are only over when David Arquette says they're over. So you can, if, you, if you just want to see you get pummeled, he watches you get pummeled. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, the main plot points would be Arquette always picks difficult matches at DDP, but DDP just manages to win with the matches. Um, Alistair Black would win his first few matches so easy, so it bores Arquette. So he'll sl- start slightly changing the rules. So like one episode, he'll have Black wear a hood so we can't see, and then maybe he'll be against Tozawa's ninjas first before he faces Tozawa, so it'll be more of a contest. Um, in one of the first War Machine episodes, I'll have a focus around a big emphasis on that they're brothers, they're not friends, they're family, they support each other for each other's matches, but then in the next War Machine focus episode, the main event would be Roe versus Babatunde, and Roe would be battered so badly he'd actually go to a coma, then the the next episode was open with in the hospital and there's Hanson and Sarah Logan crying at his bedside and then cry, and Sarah would be like, You've gotta get revenge on Roe and for our baby and all this. <laughs> And then but Arquette would be an also and he wouldn't pair Hanson and Baba Tunde up. So Hanson just has to fight on until and then Yeah, so then we'll have like yeah, wow. so got three hero side quests and then the main arc of the story is everyone's still going for the championship. So yeah, fast forward to the final episode would be so we'd have DDP, Black, Hansen and Babatunde as the final four, five wins each. Uh, Arquette pairs DDP with Black as he knows what he thinks maybe DDP won't be able to beat Black then we've got the grudge match between Hansen and Babatunde the winners will meet in the in the show later and then a battered tournament winner would have to face David Arquette for the championship in the main event but I haven't booked that far ahead but yeah that would ha- that's how I would book WWE Underground Series 1 <laughs> Excellent uh, Holy on, shit yeah. That sounds good how are you getting DDP out of his contract at AEW? Ah. <laughs> Money. Ah. <laughs> on loan. We're, we're worth it. We're, we've got negotiated. Get him on loan. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you win. Yeah, you've given it some thought, haven't you? Yeah, I haven't had the most exciting day in work today. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was just there going, oh, I just wanted just make it into a tournament, give it more focus, and you went, more focus, did you say? <laughs> There's me saying they should carry on. <laughs> yeah, but so I don't know who's going to win it and face David Arquette. I guess people would want it to be DDP, but then there's Black, as the Black fans who would want it to be Alice the Black, and then you'd want Hanson to beat Baba Tunde because he injured Rowe, so going into the last episode there'd be lots of... Stuff. I feel like you couldn't have not have DDP win. It, I'd be well upset if DDP didn't win. Yeah. I'm invested yeah. now. <laughs> I want to know who wins. 
Can we find out next week? <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. Book the final episode next week. <laughs> Get it animated. Hey up, it's Leon Gray. And Ryan Thorne. Together we're made to last, and you're listening to Broken But Glorious. So it's time for the final of a question of sports entertainment. It's Lance versus Mark. So, Mark, Lance, do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'll go first, statistically. (laughs) (laughs) But practically, I'll go second. (laughs) Okay. So, I want you to name the top 10 lowest-ranked WWE main roster superstars on the PWI 500. So, for reference, the 11th lowest-ranked superstar was Mojo Raleigh at 281. So. Oh, the question? I don't think I understood the quite the point. Sorry, the top ten lowest. The top ten, well, the ten lowest ranked. Right, yeah, that, I think WWE. the word top through me. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ten lowest. The ten lowest ranked okay. WWE main roster superstars on the PWI. Pardon. Major Ali's number eleven. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. Um, oh my god, this is really hard actually. Because um, it's it, it's all. Gimmick as well, isn't it? It's all kayfabe. Yeah, it's, it's all lot. So wins and losses, and yep. So who's I'm lost a lot? All right, all right. Uh, Dolph Ziggler, because he never wins anything. Poor guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who wrestles for them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a primo, and he's not even a company. Um, start with this. <sighs> right. I don't. I don't even know you how don't to know approach where to begin, this. Do you? No. Um, I don't know who's good or who's bad. Uh, I don't even know who's a wrestler and who's. Oh Jesus! Um, what do you call that big dafty? <laughs> um, what's his name, man? Um, oh, this is ridiculous. Is, look, this is this is got is. What do you call him? Is I don't even know if he's still with WWE. Is Jinder Mahal still with WWE? Yes. Is he? Well, I'll say Jinder Mahal then. Yeah, he was. Is he? <laughs> he's on the list. Yep, he was always getting shit on last year. I remember that much <laughs> by everybody thinking he was the worst. So he was the five, six, seven. He's the seventh. So he was three hundred and sixty-seven. Right. So it's guys who aren't on TV is what you're telling me. Basically, it's got to be that, hasn't it? Think of people who people don't really like very much who aren't on TV very much. It's probably the best way to go. <laughs> who lose a lot? <laughs> okay, go on. Try and try and try. Uh, Stop it. Do guys who have been released still count? No, no, they're at the, they're on the current WWE. Oh, on the current. Got <laughs> oh my god! It's solid, isn't it? It's really difficult to know how to approach this. Do NXT count as well? No, main roster. Oh, oh Jesus! <laughs> I don't even. I don't know. Oh. Bo <laughs> Dallas. No, I don't even. Bo know leave. <laughs> He was either higher than Major Rowley or he didn't make the 500. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've not used that on my list. <laughs> right, still 1 0 to Mark. I'm just trying to think of people that people don't like. <laughs> um, who don't people like very much that probably influences things like this? Um, Dolph Ziggler? I would even said, but no. Sorry? I said that first. Did you say that, <laughs> did you? Oh, I showed you that I wasn't clear. Let him have another go. No! <laughs> no, 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 I think that's, I, I don't even know how to even guess. So, <laughs> I think it's fair. We'll, we'll be, we'll be here for longer, so that's, I think that's a fair to, to give me okay. a, an X there. Let's give me an X. 
Missed. Okay. I missed him. I, I tripped over my own boots. <laughs> big Shab. No. What? The big plum didn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, who is still classed technically as? Oh, I technically as active. Um, Kane. No. <laughs> no. Is he, is he active? Actually, he's not on the top ten. Oh, All right. Lance. <laughs> Kurt Saxel. No, he's been released. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. Um, <laughs> one nil win. <laughs> this is your fourth um, game. This is difficult. I don't, I don't know who's, I don't know who people think are bad. I don't even know who's signed to the fucking company. <laughs> um, right. Let's just think of some random. Is 205 clusters main roster or not? I don't even know if it's even a thing these days. <laughs> Is two or five like a separate entity, or is it because it's on Raw? Is it? Is two or five a thing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. I can't. Um, let's think of anybody from there. <laughs> Grand Metallic. Yes. What? He <laughs> didn't even say his name right. Grand, Grand, Metallic. <laughs> Grand, Grand, right. Grand Metallica. That's suspicious. Sincara. <laughs> Sincara got released. <laughs> yeah, no one meant Callisto. <laughs> But I'm Cleese though. Cleese is wrong, so. <laughs> Congratulations, Mark. You. <laughs> it's, finished. it's finished. You yeah. won, Mark. Yes. 2 0. 2 0 to Mark. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <my> God. <laughs> Alright, so you could have had. That's the worst quiz I've ever had. <laughs> well, not because of your fault, because I didn't have a fucking clue. <laughs> um, Cedric Alexander, he was at 285. Lince Dorado's 360 what? Oh, 360. Lince Dorado. Uh, uh, Riddick Moss. Who? 373. <laughs> Serious question. Uh, <laughs> right, then last one you've had Shane Thorne, Stroke, Slapjack, 400. And... <laughs> so congratulations, Mark. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel like I've won anything, to be honest. You haven't. <laughs> I don't feel like I have. I feel like I've, I feel like. You're a uh, con artist. <laughs> I am. I'm a complete con. What does this mean for next week's quiz? Next Sorry? Just the quiz. Is but is is Mark back next week? Yeah. Oh, I'll come back. Stolen off me. I ca- I still can't believe that what like that was even a what the fuck's just happened, really. In the words of Donald Trump, I won this. <laughs> I won this quest by a landslide. Grand Metallic. Yeah. Okay, Grand, <laughs> Grand Metallic. Grand Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious Wrestling. I'm Simon Hill and this is the one and only podcast you're going to want to listen to. Check it out. Lance, do you remember what you picked? I picked the uh, the Ministry of Darkness, didn't I? That episode yes. where we, we, we booked that and I booked Dolph Ziggler to be the new face <laughs> of the Ministry of Darkness with the Spirit Squad. Yes, I, think I remember. It was Mandy yeah. Rose <laughs> as well. And who else was it? It was... Dolph Ziggler, the Spirit Squad, Mandy Rose. Who else was in it? Somebody else. You'll find out very soon. Well, yeah, you will. 
there was somebody else and I thought it was the best piece of booking I've ever done and people would love Dolph Ziggler after this because he was going to beat Otis and then he was going to become WWE champion oh my Bobby yeah, Roode that was it it was Bobby Roode glorious <laughs> oh and it was going to be great and I just wish WWE would glorious. do it for real it would have been glorious yeah yes because the Spirit Squad and Bobby Roode were going to blackmail Mandy Rose yeah. turn on Otis <laughs> In my world, Dolph Ziggler would be WWE champion. Actually, no, in my world, I'd be WWE champion, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I did for that one. You did a continuation on from another one, didn't you? Ah, yes. The, the chairman. Yeah. I yes. Remember. Yes. Right, so last year uh, we created our modern-day Dungeon of Doom as part of our Halloween special. So this year we've decided to do our modern day Ministry of Darkness faction. So who wants to go first? I can go first. Mine's a bit wild, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, my my first two members I'm I'm gonna put in there um, are gonna be the Spirit Squad. All right. Okay. Just uh, Mikey and Kenny. Mikey and Kenny. Yeah. So they can be like Pain and Panic from um, Hercules. Oh yeah. This, this is what I'm thinking, and um, they're going to come back on either Raw or SmackDown. It's not really important, um, and they're going to be saying they're going to come back, and everyone's going to be like, "What, what, what are you two doing back? You like you're just two male cheerleaders?" But they're going to be like, "We've got, we've got a message, guys." But they'll still be the male cheerleaders. We're not, we're not dropping that. They'll still, they'll just be like, "We've got a message," and every time they get beaten up, they're like, "We've got a message. We've got some, we've got a higher power to believe in." Yeah. <laughs> And in one week, they're getting beaten down. They're losing the match. And out pops Killian Dane. <sighs> big Damo. Yeah. And he, he's going to be our viscera of the group because he's a, he's a big, scary man that you don't want to mess with. Yeah. And everyone then thinks, oh, well, that was the message then. Well, I have you wrong. And uh, Spirit Squad is still going around uh, the back, acting uh, like going around saying, we have a message to, to send out. We have a message to give. And you can see them, they're talking to Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. And they're a bit like, why are you talking to us? And then all of a sudden, uh, Mandy Rose's face drops a bit and she's a bit panicked by it all and a bit worried and like, whoa, this is a bit mad, this. But you don't know what's going on. You don't know what's being said. Mm. And then the week later, you see them talking to Bobby Roode and he, he's looking a bit like, fair enough, lads. You seem to have a good idea here. And then he joins in. He gets, he gets amongst it. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why? Why is he getting involved, Bobby Roode? So now you've got the Spirit Squad, um, yeah. Killian Dane, and Bobby Roode. And then every so often you just see in the back that like Mandy Rose is talking to uh, the Spirit Squad, who are pain and panic. So they're trying to send the message out there. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit like, why? Why is she talking to him? Why is Otis's girlfriend talking to the uh, talking to the Spirit Squad? Yeah. And then. As the weeks go on, Killian Dane, Bobby Roode and Spirit Squad start to target Otis Moore. Mm. And every so often you see this dark figure backstage and uh, they're, they're, all, they're all chatting and it's all a bit, bit weird, all in a bit of a dark place. And then it comes down to it. It's this final pay-per-view match. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. And it's <clears throat> Killian Dane versus Otis. It's the big Hoss match that you've always wanted. Yeah. And then... Mandy Rose, she costs Otis the match, and everyone's like, "Whoa, what? Why?" <laughs> so Killian Dane wins, and then a cloaked figure comes out, 
call him back to the original ministry. Yeah. And he reveals himself. It's Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, it was me, Otis. It was me all along. <laughs> and it is like proper what, oh, Motley Crue dark style stuff. Yeah. Like hardcore dark rock kind of stuff. Because he has that kind of motif going on at the moment. And we get we get like a bit of a Charlie Manson Dolph Ziggler using his whole I'm going to steal your girlfriend kind of thing yeah. going on. But he goes a bit crazy. And this is what Otis drove him to. He turned to the dark side fully. <laughs> Proper devil worshipping kind of thing. And you're like, whoa, mm. as if that comes from him. And it works well because he gets to be um, gets to be a good voice piece as well because he's good at promos. And then Mandy can be our Paul Bearer, but she can actually wrestle as well. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't expect that, did you? No one was nope. expecting Dolph Ziggler to be the head of the Ministry of Darkness. <laughs> no, nope, well, I wasn't expecting. That. I've been planning oh. this all day. Oh, shit. We should have, we should have got it when you said the Spirit Squad. Good. When I said Bobby Roode, I thought, oh, I've given it away here a bit too much. It's a bit too obvious. Mm. Yeah, but you know, that's I where never, the Spirit I never Squad comes from. You basically rebooked the Spirit Squad. <laughs> and they're pain and panic so every week you see him going back to Dolph Ziggler and he's angry at them for not getting them all on board straight away I think this should yeah. have been done in 2006 because <laughs> I feel like oh, really, Dolph Ziggler really could make a great James Woods no I like that yeah. <laughs> do you want to go next Nick or do you... uh, I'll go next yeah I'm sure you'll probably yeah. be better than mine so save the best till well, well I would have said best till last before Lance is fantastic one um, I haven't booked it as like <laughs> depth of that, I've literally just gone. These are the, my members, but my <laughs> the member of the um, well, obviously at the moment with Buddy with Seth all on his own again with AOP no longer in the company. Uh, Buddy Murphy, um, obviously uh, becoming a face. Seth needs to build up his own stable again, so why not build, make it a modern day Ministry of Darkness? Seth can go mm. even more dark. He can come even more statistic. Uh, <laughs> he wants to really take people's eyes out. No, I won't go too far into it. But um, <laughs> he is—he's um, the leader. He comes out obviously with evil suits on each week, and this is his modern-day lineup. So, as bodyguards, he will have. This is also before they split, but he would have heavy machinery as a new heel tag team, as the yeah. bodyguards. Uh, Otis no longer stupid. He would just be um, uh, him and Tucker would just beat the hell out of everyone. They'll be proper. Um, he's seen the light yeah exactly <laughs> they will be the, the bodyguards um, two members of the team as well that you have on he'll have um, he's going to have a he's going to have Seamus on there as yeah just Seamus but obviously Seamus <laughs> is a bit more of an evil as an evil man um, so yeah Seamus will be on there um, and he's also going to be um, he's always going to have um Kalisto as well but obviously uh, a bit more you don't really get luchas too but obviously I know there's um pentagon um on obviously on um AEW who looks like a bit of like a savage like uh heel about him as a as a luchador so I think Kalisto with a bit of like a changeover of the way he looks he'll also be as part of the uh, ministry of darkness and then lastly bring back um the forgotten sons as well they'll also be on there but in a bit more dark as well. They'll, they'll obviously um, be a bit more dark on there as the modern day brood, but in a bit more of a, yeah, they'll be a lot, they'll be a bit like the brood, I suppose, what they were before they uh, were taken off television. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, that's my, um, yeah, a bit of a random selection, but um, yeah, that's my 
that's my modern day Ministry of Darkness, all under Seth's cult, so to speak. Yeah, mine involves Seth Rollins as well. <laughs> Did no one else go for Dolph Ziggler and think that it would be a great idea to bring back the storyline of him not getting his revenge on Otis? Is it just me? Is it just Sorry. me who's upset about that? Sorry. Bad shade for the Miz. Miz did it for his That's friend. <laughs> uh, so mine is kind of a continuation of the modern day Dungeon of Doom booking where I had Chairman Ramu, who is a demon possessed Japanese schoolgirl, took a took a, took control of Seth Rollins to destroy Roman Reigns because she wanted to live under the sea and she had mistaken Roman for Aquaman's Jason Manuela. <laughs> so um, <laughs> Easy mistake so Roman, to make. Roman had to defeat Sue Young and her undead brides and um, Psycho Clown, Monster Clown and Murder Clown from Lost Psycho Circus, I think they're called. Yeah, and yeah, to rescue his friend Seth Rollins. So <coughs> that was a recap of last week, last year's one. <laughs> um, so yeah, so my Ministry of Darkness will be led by Seth Rollins, who's been changed forever by being under the control of Chairman Ramu, and he's put a team together to get his revenge, basically. So yeah, so he's now um, renounced the name Seth Rollins, and he's once again going to be called Tyler Black, and he's recruited Killer Cross, but something under a similar guys of when he was white rabbit white rabbit white rabbit you <laughs> <laughs> on the ground and he's also got Damien Priest but he's now called Blind Rage and his former uh, Age of the Fall partners from Ring of Honor uh, Delirious who's now called Black Mercy and Jimmy Jacobs who's now called Bloodstorm and yeah so the new ministry will be facing Chairman Ch- Ramu and she's now been revealed to be the who has possessed Bray Wyatt to become the fiend. So the fiend is actually Chairman Ramu as the fiend. She's just possessed Bray Wyatt. And his head is Zombie Bronze Roman and Clown Otis from my previous booking of how to successfully, um, how to do a successful Otis cash-in. Plus they'll have the Psycho Clown circus as well. So that's they'll face each other doing that. Yeah, And I'm sure next year I'll do the final battle trip. <laughs> I hope you do. I need a. I need an ending. Yeah. Next year, I will also continue on with this. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler's Ministry of Darkness coming out to. Um, oh my god, I've forgotten the name of the band though. Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Thank you. No, no, they're not. But it'll do because they can all wear bandanas. The Undertaker wear a bandana. It all makes girls, sense. Girls, girls, girls. Motley Crue. I don't know. Maybe they can come out to Hell Skelter, and then it can be really <laughs> Charlie Manson. Because <laughs> that's where I've gone. I've gone with it being a cult, and yeah. Dolph Ziggler's just gone mental because he lost to Otis and didn't get Mandy Rose. This is Disciple, and you're watching and listening to Broken But Glorious Wrestling Podcast. All right, so I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you have a great new year. And if you enjoy our show, follow us on Twitter, it's BBG Wrestling, and our website is bbgwrestling.com. <laughs> I thought that thought Nick was going to start singing. I thought he was as well. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Nick! <laughs> it's the most wonderful, wonderful time, time of the year. Oh, baby, it's Bing cold out there. Maybe it's cold. It's a wrong song. Maybe it's song. cold. Maybe it's cold outside. Thank you, thank you very much.
pick a song and stick to it. Did your backing vocals as well? Why, why do I try and help you? Why? Well, I hope you all had a great Christmas and have a great New Year. And we'll see you again early 2021 with our perfect WWE pay-per-view card of 2020. Good night. Good night. Merry Christmas. And a Happy New Year.